and This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. It came from the Jerusalem Post yesterday. Christians, wake up. If the world doesn't stop Putin, NATO and Israel are next. The world is being blindsided again, says the article written by Joel Rosenberg. Today, the world is being blindsided again because it doesn't understand the evil nature of Vladimir Putin in Moscow. Leaders in Washington, London, Paris, Berlin, Brussels, and beyond seem completely baffled by Putin's lust to attack, crush, and occupy Ukraine. And if that weren't bad enough, where are Christian leaders in this crisis, he said? Where's Pope Francis? Where is the Roman Catholic Church? Where are American evangelical leaders? Where are there Protestant leaders in Europe and around the world? Why are they not calling on U.S. President Joe Biden and the rest of the NATO to stop Putin now before it's too late? Why are they not doing everything possible they can to mobilize Christians to pray, to stand, with their brothers and sisters in Ukraine, a democratic country with a thriving Christian community? Why are they so silent? Do Western government officials truly not understand what's at stake here? Are Christian leaders really so willfully ignorant of the threat Putin poses to both Jews and Christians? But if they remain in denial, writes Rosenberg, if they let themselves be blindsided and simply surrender Ukraine to Moscow without a fight because they don't understand who Putin really is, they will be unleashing catastrophic consequences far beyond Ukraine. Don't they understand what happens if you give a wolf a cookie? Christians, wake up. <clears throat> World leaders, wake up. Well, maybe it is time to wake up, friends. But today on Viewpoint, we're going to hear something. You're going to hear something that perhaps you haven't heard elsewhere. We're going to take a look at what the bigger picture is with regard to Ukraine. It's not just a geopolitical uh, picture. It is a prophetic picture. And I hope, again, you will stay tuned. There are several things that every Christian should know about uh, Vladimir Putin, about Ukraine, about the war in Europe. First of all, Ukraine is one of the most Christian countries in Europe, believe it or not. Of the country's 43 million citizens, 78% identify as members of the Ukrainian Orthodox Church. That's up from 39% in 1991. Only 2% are evangelical Christians, yet evangelicals play an influential role in Ukrainian government and society. In 2021, Christianity Today reported that more than 500 evangelicals were elected to all levels of government in Ukraine. One even heads a major city in western Ukraine as mayor. Ukraine has become the epicenter of a global spiritual battle, said the coordinator of Ukraine's National Prayer Breakfast. Today, as never before, our nation needs unity, peace, and the authority of God's word. Let's be praying faithfully and without ceasing for the church in Ukraine to be brave and bold in their witness for Christ. 
Some 200,000 Jews still live in Ukraine, and they urgently need our prayers, too. And so, friends, that's where we are with regard to Ukraine, regard to Vladimir Putin. Putin believes Ukraine is Russian sovereign territory, and that's why he's willing to ignite the biggest land war in Europe since World War II to get what he wants. But is there something bigger? Is there a bigger picture? I believe that there is, and I hope that you will stay tuned to the entirety of today's program. Actually, the war in Ukraine is increasing Iran's threat to Israel, which some say is worse than the problem with Russia attacking Ukraine. The message that Russia's unprovoked attack has for the world is clear. Other countries can do the same. This is a very serious situation. But where does it lead? It's not those simple facts or concerns that are the big deal. It's where does it lead and where does it fit in the bigger panoply of God's purposes and of biblical prophecy? What does it mean when the Jerusalem Post tells us that Russia takes the issue with Israel's sovereignty, uh, takes issue with Israel's sovereignty in the Golan Heights in Jerusalem? Is that now just another way of saying that Russia taking is uh, issue with Ukraine or Crimea can grab Ukraine, Crimea, or perhaps the Baltic states, and that Russia taking issue with Israel's sovereignty over the Golan Heights means that Russia can come in and grab the Golan Heights. Hmm. And where would that lead, my friends? You see, The problem with this is that people, our leaders, are looking at a very, very short-sighted picture. It's because their politics are very short-sighted. But the reason their politics are very short-sighted is because they lack a biblical viewpoint. And they lack the fear of the Lord. Lacking the fear of the Lord, what do they do? They fear men. In fact, they fear Vladimir Putin. And that's why they've been unable and unwilling to do anything to step in and help Ukraine. We're told that the attack on Ukraine is a serious violation of international order. True, it is a serious violation of international order. So, if it's so serious, then what are the nations of the earth doing about it? Nothing. Virtually nothing. So we hear verbal pontifications from the President of the United States which with uh, almost braggadocia type of uh, statements on the news about all of the wonderful sanctions that he's leveling on Russia, which mean almost nothing to Vladimir Putin. He has a much, much bigger picture in mind. As we discussed earlier in the week, Vladimir Putin sees himself as the one ordained, perhaps even ordained by God, to reunite Russia into a glorious enterprise uh, to save the world. Now that sounds foolish to us, I know. It's hard to even voice those words because they're so contrary to everything that we think about Russia. But that's how they think. That's how Vladimir Putin thinks. 
And as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And that's what motivates him to do what he does. And also to do so with impunity, thumbing his nose, even at at the so-called greatest superpower in the history of mankind, the United States of America, that has a profoundly weak president. So the Ukrainian war is a warning to Israel. It's a warning to Israel. If this can happen to Ukraine, then why should it not be able to happen to Israel? Within Israel, that's how they're looking at it. This is not just a global issue. This is not just something with Europe. Friends, this has much more profound implications and application, and that's what we want to uh, spend most of our time looking at here on Viewpoint today. Stay tuned. Viewpoint does determine destiny. There's no question about it. We'll be right back. Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chris Meyer, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. If Joe Biden would betray America at America's border, why should he be so interested about protecting Ukraine's border? It's a provocative question, isn't it? You see, the problem is that the Joe Bidens of the world are not very interested in protecting their borders. And why might that be? Have you thought about that? Perhaps it's about time we do think about that. Because it's about a much, much bigger picture. It's about the unifying of the Western world into a one-world government. Do you not think that Vladimir Putin understands that? Do you not think that Xi Jinping in China understands that? It's precisely because they do understand that, that just in the last week, they have portrayed publicly their unity, that is China and Russia, their unifying of two dictatorships to stand against the West. Now, from our viewpoint, we see that as something very horrible, and I'm not saying that it's good. We're trying to describe it for what it is and why it is. Because you see, from their viewpoint, the United States is choreographing the entire Western world called the resurrected Roman Empire into a one-world government. Klaus Schwab, with his World Economic Forum, is doing everything he can to set the stage. He's already declared that by 2030, the entire Western world will be drawn into this new global Western world order. Pope Francis himself 
has over and over again blessed that effort and called for it to take place. In fact, he has virtually become one of the kingpin leaders of the call for a new world order, a new global order, a Western world government, the head of a new resurrected Roman Empire. Now, if we begin to see things that way, then we can begin to understand a little bit more why these tremendous geopolitical upheavals are taking place. A lot of it is connected with oil and gas, energy. So it is said that he who controls the energy rules the world. But in a similar fashion, it's also said that he who controls the temple mount rules the world. So, things equal to the same thing then become equal to each other. He who controls the energy may be he who controls or rules the temple mount and therefore rules the world. Are you beginning to get the bigger picture here? So, with those things uh, uh, on the table before us, we take a look, uh, go back a little bit, take a look at uh, what's developing there in the Ukraine by the hour, and uh, then we will come back to this issue again and define it a little bit more carefully. In order to understand the bigger picture, though, you need to understand, we all need to understand that the Bible tells us, has told us that there is going to be a great final world government. It is Rome, the resurrected Roman Empire. You can read about it in the book of Daniel, the fourth great uh, government of the Colossus. And uh, uh, it is a, a, a government of tremendous power. And uh, this, is, this is what we're told and given expectation is going to take place. And ultimately, that power will be ruled by a figure who comes in as a lamb and will ultimately roar like a lion. His name is Antichrist. That's his title, Antichrist, a counterfeit Christ figure. And that's why, by the way, I wrote the book, Antichrist, How to Identify the Coming Imposter. We should say, how to identify the soon-coming imposter, because that's exactly what is taking place. What we're seeing now with Ukraine and with the Western world and this uh, uh, playing of footsie back and forth is actually setting the stage for the final amalgamation of the Western One World Order. That's my conviction, and I think that we'll soon see that uh, come into play. This is catapulting the call for the Great Reset into being set on the world stage. So if you want to know more about uh, that greater picture, I urge you to get a copy of the book Antichrist, How to Identify the Coming Imposter. It doesn't talk about Ukraine. It didn't need to. Because this is the scenario that ushers in the geopolitical uh, positioning of the world for just that event to take place.
and it's happening right now in the context of the so-called Great Reset that Joe Biden is intent on establishing by his own declaration, by the declaration of his uh, uh, environmental czar, John Kerry, who was more concerned about the environment and what was happening with Ukraine with regard to the environment than he was with Ukraine. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Get a copy of the book, Antichrist, How to Identify the Coming Imposter. It's a $23 book, yours, right there on our website, saveus.org. Saveus.org. Give us a call, 1-800-SAVE-USA. 1-800-SAVE-USA. Or write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. The Ukrainian president, Zelensky, made remarks during a call with his counterpart in Vienna yesterday. The fate of Ukraine, he said, is looking increasingly uncertain. Zelensky went on to say that other countries are afraid to support Ukraine's accession to NATO. Who is ready to guarantee Ukraine's accession to NATO, he asked. Honestly, everyone is afraid, he said, and he's including the United States as everyone. I asked all the partners of the state if they are with us. They're with us, but they're not ready to take us into any alliance with them, said Zelensky. Today, I asked the 27 leaders of Europe whether Ukraine will be in NATO. I asked directly, and everyone is afraid, does not answer, and we're not afraid. We're not afraid of anything, said Zelensky. In other words, they're prepared to fight. But the rest of the European and uh, Western world is not. Because they are so afraid, that fear will unite them into the final Great Reset and One World Order. That's where it's heading. Now, the U.S. Congress wants to expel Russia from the U.N. Security Council. The resolution was proposed on Thursday, yesterday, and urged the U.N. to take immediate procedural actions and amend Article 23 of its charter in order to remove Russia as a permanent member of the U.N. Security Council. Well, that may seem like a nice, strong response. And on one level, it is. It's hard to fight that. That is, it's hard to disagree with that. But where does it lead? You see, oftentimes we don't think about the consequences, the long-range consequences of our immediate decisions to respond to certain things that come before us. If Russia were removed from the U.N. Security Council, then, from Russia's perspective, they have been rendered an alien from the free world. Well, what does that do? It throws them immediately into the arms of China, even more so than today. In other words, the country with the largest population, China, communist China, then united with the country with the largest land in the world, Russia, 
the two countries that are nuclear and together have unbelievable, unprecedented war power and are dictatorial. Therefore, they're not interested in people. They're interested in power, perks, and position. They then become amalgamated by the decision to remove Russia from the U.N. Security Council and therefore set up the stage for the final confrontation of the Western world, the resurrected Roman Empire, and the kings of the East talked about in the book of Revelation that will ultimately cross the Euphrates River and attack Israel in the latter days. Right there, the Battle of Armageddon. Not only that, but we have another issue. We have the issue of energy that I alluded to earlier. We're going to see, as we get into uh, this a little bit more deeply in the second half of the program, how profoundly the issue of oil and gas plays into this end-time scenario. So, here's the headline coming from World Tribune. New Cold War. China and Russia formalize anti-U.S. alliance. A pre-Olympic summit on February 4th between Chinese Communist Party President Xi Jinping and Russian dictator Vladimir Putin, which produced an unprecedented 5,400-word joint statement, has consolidated their alliance against the United States and pushed the world further down the road toward a new Cold War. Now, you can call it a Cold War, but the reality is if you call it a Cold War, it makes us think only about what happened in the past. It does not help us to see how it fits in the bigger picture of biblical prophecy. So we need to look forward. What would this consolidation of China and Russia mean, not only for the U.S., but the world? Well, we've already talked about that. It is forcing, it's virtually compelling the Western world, led by the U.S., and to choreograph Europe and New Zealand and Australia and the U.K. and Canada, all of the uh, Western world countries which are, shall we say, the dispersion of the ancient Roman Empire, to choreograph them into one great government, one great world order to combat the combined Russian and Chinese world order. Then, in addition to that, you have the Islamic world order. They also intend to rule the world by their own declarations. So when you see these great powers now coming into position, 
you can well understand then why I wrote a book a few years ago called King of the Mountain. The epic, eternal, and end-time battle. In order to comprehend the movement, the geopolitical movement of the nations and their motivation and where it fits in the bigger panoply of God's purposes and biblical prophecy, I urge you to get a copy of that book, King of the Mountain. It's a $20 book, yours for $15. It's on our website, saveus.org. Saveus.org. You can call us at 1-800-SAVE-USA, 1-800-SAVE-USA, or write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. Friends, what we're seeing is a much, much bigger picture and of greater import than any discussions that you are hearing in the news today. We'll be right back. There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, under the marriage section, God has marriage on his mind. Chuck has some great resources to strengthen your marriage. First off, a fact sheet on the state of the marital union, a fact sheet on the state of ministry, marriage, and morals. SaveUS.org. Marriage, divorce, and remarriage. What does the Bible really teach about this? Find all of this at SaveUS.org. Also, a letter to pastors, the Hosea Project, SaveUS.org, and many more resources to strengthen your marriage. It's all on Chuck's website, SaveUS.org. Again, you can listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast live and archived. Save America Ministries website at SaveUS.org. Again, it's a joy to uh, join you here on Viewpoint today as we talk about the most serious issues of our time, confronting the deepest issues of America's heart and home, but also the uh, spiritual issues that we face in our world from God's eternal perspective. Before, Just before we came on the air, my wife had uh, presented to me something that came via her cell phone on Facebook. It was an amazing article setting forth the the special nature of Ukraine from a geopolitical standpoint, its minerals, what it offers the world. Perhaps you did not know that Ukraine is one of the key breadbaskets of the world. It's a big deal. It has minerals. It has uh, uh, so many, many uh, things that the world needs and Russia needs and wants. All of that was set out in that Facebook article. People in response to that were donating money. My wife now tells me that all of those have been wiped off of Facebook, completely disappeared. You see, there's something going on that's more nefarious out there than you can even imagine. 
This is a international geopolitical uh, war that is taking place right now designed to usher in the Klaus Schwab, shall we say, prophecy of a great reset, a new world order, and anything that would be seen to be contrary to that or would lead people to uh, uh, somehow undo that is being swept away. They don't want you to know about it. We were talking about the new Cold War, China and Russia formalizing anti-U.S. alliance. Their article, their uh, 5,400-word joint statement aligning China and Russia was a scathing rejection of the U.S.-led West hegemony that increasingly threatens global security and stability. This is coming from the World Tribune. The CCP, Chinese Communist Party, and Russia have been building their alliance for most of the last decade. But only recently have they become so bold as to declare their goals, which include China and Russia seeking to define their emerging alliance based on the ideologies of two dictatorships as superior to the alliances of the West based on democratic values and the rule of law. Are you listening? Now, that may sound strange to you and to me. We hear the word, our democracy, our democracy, our democracy, our democracy. Well, consider this article that just came out concerning the democracies of the world. Here it is. Global democracy in decline for 16th year. Worldwide democracy declined again in 2021, marking the 16th consecutive year for the drop and showing how countries such as China and Russia are encouraging more authoritarian approaches to governance. Jeopardizing the consensus that democracy is the only viable path to prosperity and security. Just look at what has happened via COVID, my friend. Look at what happened in New Zealand. Look at what happened in Australia. Look at what's happening in Canada as we speak. This is authoritarianism. This is not democracy. It's not a republic. It's authoritarianism. Now, the question then remains, what authoritarianism will we embrace? Will we embrace the Chinese and Russian form of authoritarianism, or we will base our authoritarianism on some form of uh, distorted uh, democracy, sort of a blended form of authoritarianism. That's what's happening. So the Great Reset and the New World Order, the converging of the Western nations, the resurrecting Roman Empire is, in fact, this strange emerging blend of authoritarianism and democracy. It's being called the New World Order. 
and it's setting itself against the authoritarianism of Islam, which is a radically authoritarian concept of merger of church and state, and the Sino-Russian merger, so to speak, of godless dictatorship. Yet in reality, they're almost all godless in one way or another. Therefore, ultimately, these powers, these merging or emerging powers, are going to come into a final conflagration as described in the scriptures, the ultimate being the battle of Armageddon. But there's going to be a trigger. Now, there's another battle set forth in Ezekiel 38 and 39. It's called the Gog and Magog War. And it involves Russia, the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal. It involves Persia, which is Iran. It involves Libya. It involves Sudan, Kush. It involves Gomer, which I believe are the Germanic tribe, Germany, and Tagarma. All of these are involved in this Ezekiel 38, Gog and Magog War, a terrifying war in which these nations, these people groups, confederate together secretly to attack Israel to take a spoil. When do they do that? In the latter days, it says. In the latter days. Not in the end times, because the end times began 2,000 years ago on the day of Pentecost. We're in the latter days right now, friends, whether you realize it or not. We're in this time, and that's why the intensification of these events is taking place. And we need to recognize it as such, because if you don't, you will not be prepared. Now, the Ukrainians were not really prepared either. They didn't think this was going to happen. They've said so on national television. They didn't think this was going to happen, that Russia was going to back down. Most Christians, while on the one hand, in theory, they believe in the second coming of Jesus Christ, but in reality, they don't. Because if they really did, they'd be prepared. They would be preparing themselves because the Bible says that whoever has that hope in him will purify himself even as Christ is pure. But the vast number of Christians in our world are not. In fact, they're doing just the opposite. Eating, drinking, marrying, giving and marrying. In other words, going through business as usual, following increasingly the ways of the world rather than purifying themselves as Christ is pure. So they're not going to be prepared. Why do you think it is that we're dealing with this subject here today on Viewpoint? Is it so that you can tickle your ears and say, you know what I heard? You know, No, it's not about that at all. This information and this understanding is being given for one ultimate primary purpose, and that is to get the attention of professing Christians to get prepared, to stop playing religious games, to stop being uh, playing church, 
and to get serious about their relationship with the Lord and his people. That's what we're about. I didn't leave the practice of law at the height of my career to play games and to make money uh, tickling people's ears uh, about information that might make them prideful about what they know uh, that somebody else might not know. No. It's about a much bigger picture. We're pleading the cause of a lifetime to a jury of our peers, the American people, but particularly God's warmest audience, those who profess the name of Christ, starting in America and then around the world. And that's why, by the way, last month, people in 113 countries actually listened to this program. Why would they do that? Why would they listen to a program that's uh, sponsored by Save America Ministries? Because, friends, this is the message the only message that they know is real. This is the message that will change the world just as it did when Jesus invested it in 12 disciples. So you might want to listen to yesterday's program called Follow Me. Wasn't I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about the words of Jesus, follow me and what that means, what that looks like. Now, this is fascinating. Headline, Ukraine, part of Biden's great collapse before the Great Reset. Globalists will stage a great collapse as a setup for the Great Reset. Biden has created this crisis both to deflect attention from serious political trouble at home and to create a scapegoat for the great collapse. The start of this mess, according to the article, was Joe Biden's sudden arbitrary unilateral push to fold Ukraine into NATO, essentially to put anti-Russian nukes on the Russian border. It was the political, geographical, and diplomatic equivalent of the Cuban Missile Crisis in reverse. There's going to be a great collapse, and now is the time the crisis will be short-lived so the Great Reset can be launched shortly. That's the article. We'll be back. Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for a greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by his spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, behold how they love one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church.
Today on Viewpoint, we're attempting to make sense of the developments in Ukraine and with uh, with Russia's attack against Ukraine and where this is going. And it's not just what appears on the surface, friends. It's not what you hear in the normal conversation of geopolitics, what you hear from the White House, what you hear uh, from Macron and uh, any of these others in Europe, those are superficial things. In fact, oftentimes they are cover-up things. What we're doing today is going below the surface to take a look at the real foundations of this issue and where it is leading. We get a little bit of a hint from this headline, Ukraine attack leaves Baltics wondering, are we next? Viewed from Paris, London, and Washington, the events unfolding in Ukraine may seem like a new Cold War taking shape in Europe. From the Baltic countries, it looks much worse than that. To Estonians, Latvians, and Lithuanians, particularly those old enough to have lived under Soviet control, Russia's belligerence toward Ukraine has some worry that they could be the next target. Russia's attack on Ukraine sent shockwaves through the Baltic countries. All three Baltic countries were seized and annexed by Joseph Stalin during World War II before gaining independence again with the breakup of the Soviet Union in 1991. They joined NATO in 2004, putting themselves under the military protection of the U.S. and its Western allies. Ukraine is not a part of NATO. The battle for Ukraine is a battle for Europe. If Putin is not stopped there... He will go further. Now, this is a geopolitical view. It is true the battle for Ukraine is a battle for Europe. But it's a battle much bigger than that. It's not just a battle for Europe. It's a battle that is setting the stage, the tension that is catapulting the entire Western world into its final effort to merge into a global government to shall we say, counterbalance the dramatic merger of Russian and Chinese dictatorships who are also committed to rule the world. And Russia, through Vladimir Putin, has always had the vision of restoring the grandeur and glory of Russia. It is hard for us in the West to comprehend that. The Russian czars. But I'll tell you, just look at some of their architecture, friends. Just look at the amazing grandeur of some of their architecture. And you begin to see how Russians view themselves. Yes, They went through a 70-year period of being downtrodden under communism. They thought, the Communist Party thought it was saving the world through communism. That Russia was the great engine to accomplish that salvation of the world through communism, which was a counterfeit of Christianity. Now, Vladimir Putin 
has merged some of that vision as a former KGB agent with the Russian Orthodox Church that sees itself as the final expression of true and legitimate Christianity on the earth. And together they see Russia being re-exalted into a global preeminent authority with Russian glory for some believing that that will usher in the glory of God in the second coming of Jesus Christ. I know that sounds strange, it sounds weird, but it's true. Get a copy of my book, King of the Mountain, and you'll understand it. You really will. It's a $20 book, yours for $15, on the website, saveus.org, saveus.org. Give us a call, 1-800-SAVE-USA, or write to us at Save America Ministries. Now, if you want uh, that book, King of the Mountain, and you also want the book, Antichrist, uh, and you don't have them, then uh, instead of paying $5 postage and handling for each book, you'll only pay uh, $7 postage and handling for the two books, so you'll save an additional $3. Uh, you'll have to let us know that's what you want to do, and uh, we'll handle it accordingly. You can do it on our website, saveus.org. Give us a call, 1-800-SAVE-USA, or write to us. All right. Now, this is a fascinating article coming from Michael Reagan. Biden helps make Russia great again. He didn't want, he hated the idea of make America great again because that went against his vision for globalism. That's why they hated Donald Trump. That's the number one reason they hated Donald Trump and still do. They don't want him to get close to the White House because he stands for making America great again, and they don't want that. They want this new global order. So, that poor, corrupt, and undemocratic Eastern European country called Ukraine is in the process of being beaten into submission and conquered by a Russian dictator, Vladimir Putin. And it shouldn't surprise anybody, because he's been telling us for months, showing us for weeks, by encircling Ukraine with 150,000 Russian soldiers, what he was going to do. And now, having done nothing, there's nothing we can really do about it. And we have a weak leader in the White House. So what are you going to do? He actually has set the stage. Two American presidents, Obama and Biden, have done their best to make Putin's dream a reality. When Putin bit off Crimea... For the territory of Ukraine in 2014 under the Obama administration, they did nothing. And now it looks like he feels like he might decide just to swallow up the whole country. So he's playing a high-stakes geopolitical poker game with Biden while the world is watching and Putin has won by default. That is going to precipitate a much bigger issue that we've been talking about, the uniting of a global order under the Great Reset. Now, we look at the oil and gas component again. 
Trump National Security Advisor, K.T. McFarland, came out and made one of the clearest statements that I have heard in the last few uh, few days concerning this issue. She said, President Joe Biden is to blame for Russia's power play because he reversed Donald Trump's energy policies. Now Putin can do whatever he wants with oil at over $100 a barrel. If oil is at $40 a bill, which it was when President Trump left office, the Russians were broke. They can't afford to go to war because war is expensive. Former President Trump's energy independence policy kept Putin in check. Biden, she said, immediately shut down the American energy industry, oil and natural gas. The energy that we were exporting to other countries, that stopped as well. So what happened? The price of oil went sky high. And Vladimir Putin is now rich, and he gets to choose who to invade. McFarland said Biden should be focusing on the U.S. becoming the world's energy superpower in response to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Biden should have said to the American people, I'm reversing course, and I'm going to reopen American energy production, oil, natural gas, the Keystone Pipeline, liquefied uh, natural gas terminals. That's what he should have told the Europeans. I got your back, and I will give you energy security. Don't rely on that unreliable Russian stuff. We're going to sell it to you at good price. Well, what she's talking about is this. The crisis in Ukraine means that new gas contracts with Russia are, for the time at least, inconceivable, especially with Germany. Germany suspended the certification of the Nord Stream 2 pipeline, putting the energy project with Russia on hold indefinitely. The Gazprom-led project is aimed at increasing Russia's capacity to deliver gas to Germany and other EU countries via the Baltic Sea that surpasses or bypasses countries such as Ukraine. Europe gets almost 40% of its natural gas supplies from Russia, which are delivered by Nord Stream and other pipelines through Belarus and Ukraine, but not Ukraine now because Ukraine, Russia cut off Ukraine. Now, interestingly, Biden came out just, uh, was it yesterday, said we are actively working with countries around the world to elevate collective release from the strategic petroleum reserves of major energy-consuming countries. Why? Because his policies have now so jeopardized the security, the energy security of the Western world, that he now wants not only U.S. reserves eaten up, but all of Europe's reserves eaten up. Now, what is that going to do? Can you imagine the effect of that, geopolitically and economically? It will force ultimately force virtually every man, woman, and child in the Western world, in Europe, in America, in Australia, in New Zealand, in the U.K., in Canada, wherever. It will virtually force them to cry uncle, so to speak, 
because gas prices are going to go so high. And they'll say, do whatever you have to do to save us. Give us the new world order. Whatever it takes, save us. We can't handle this anymore. They're creating this purposely, friends. Can you see this? They're creating this scenario purposely so that it will be relatively easy to bring the Western world, the resurrected Roman Empire, under submission to a one-world dictator called the Antichrist. who will promise salvation to the Western world. As Klaus Schwab says, you won't own anything, but you'll be happy about it. Now, if you want to find out a little bit more, or a lot more, about that counterfeit Christ figure, the imposter Christ, I urge you to get a copy of the book Antichrist, How to Identify the Coming Imposter. Do you have any idea how big a deal all of this is, friends? This is not just geopolitical chatter. The whole purpose here on Viewpoint Today, yes, we provided vast information, but we've couched the information in a way that it makes sense in the context of the greater panoply of God's purposes and promises and prophecy. And why? we need to get ready you need to get ready fathers you need to start taking seriously the preparation of your family spiritually and morally you do and start today today is the first day of the rest of your life don't keep putting it off today don't harden your heart Today is the day of salvation. Thanks for joining us. Again, get a copy of the book, Antichrist, $23 on our website, saveus.org. Call us, 1-800-SAVE-USA. Get the book, King of the Mountain. Both of them will uh, provide you with vast new understanding of the times that we're in. Thanks for joining us here. Become a partner, friends. We're preparing the way of the Lord for history's final hour, even today. You've been listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Grissmeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home.